two approaches to have your hip replaced. Which one's best for you? We're going to talk about that next on Scope Radio. Access to our experts with in-depth information about the biggest health issues facing you today. The Specialists with Dr. Tom Miller is on The Scope. I'm Dr. Tom Miller, and I'm here with Jeremy Gilliland. He's a professor of orthopedics here at the University of Utah in the Department of Orthopedics. What's the best way to have your hip replaced, from the back or from the front? The honest-to-goodness truth is you should have your hip replaced by a surgeon who knows what they're doing from what approach they're using. That's pretty good basic advice. Right. Know, know your approach and know it well. Exactly. So talk, talk to me about the differences because patients do assume that maybe one approach is better for them, that maybe it's less invasive, uh, requires less time in the OR. I just don't know. Sure. So I think there are two major approaches uh, in hip replacement today, uh, and that is either the direct anterior approach or the posterior approach. Both have been around for a long time. The anterior approach is not a new approach. It's been around since the 1950s. It's just taken hold, I would say, in the last decade as as a, a, a mainstream, appro- a mainstream procedure. procedure. Exactly. And why would one do an anterior approach, or why did the posterior approach become ascendant? Yeah, so the posterior approach... Uh, has always been a very nice approach with very good visualization, uh, good access to the pelvis and to the femur, and uh, it's quite extensive, meaning if there's any troubles during surgery, you can get access to everything you need and fix any troubles there. However, with the posterior approach, we've had issues with dislocation, and dislocation is a big problem for patients if you have a dislocation. And so, it's, so once the hip's replaced, then the patient postoperatively has a higher risk of dislocation than in a patient who's had an anterior approach. Well, we, we like to think that. So we like to think that the anterior approach uh, has mitigated some of the dis- dislocation risks. And so that's really where the, the surge and popularity of the anterior approach came in, as well as it being a little bit less invasive and you know smaller incisions. And patients like to think that it's muscle sparing as compared to the posterior approach. And so that's really what's driven a lot of the popularity of this approach. Now, you do the anterior approach, right? Correct, In your I practice. Do. And, I do. And do you do primarily an anterior approach? Yeah, I would say it's about 90 to 95% of my patients uh, that I do hip replacement on get an anterior approach, and a small percentage will get posterior approach based on uh, certain factors. But other other surgeons in your practice will utilize primarily the posterior approach. Absolutely. So how does a patient choose? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff on hype on the internet, a lot of information that I would be careful of reading. Um, I think that, you know, it's a patients need to talk with their surgeon, they need to feel comfortable with their surgeon, and they need to really listen to what their surgeon has to say in terms of their, uh, you know, their expertise and, um, uh, you know, their feelings of the surgery. I think that For approach, you know, one versus the other, uh, there are benefits potentially to the anterior approach. Patients sometimes feel like in the first six weeks they're up on it quicker. It's a little easier and less painful for recovery. Um, There's definitely less concern for positions of the hip in terms of dislocation. With a posterior approach, we give you certain precautions to avoid uh, or, or positions to avoid for dislocation. And with the anterior approach, there's less of those precautions. Uh, however, I think nowadays with a well-done posterior approach or a well-done anterior approach, dislocation risk is very, very low, and uh, patients can do well with both. So it comes back to what you were saying earlier, which revolves around the surgeon's expertise in that particular approach, their ability to perform that particular procedure uh, over and over again and do it really well. Absolutely. And so I, I think for the patient who's looking to have a particular approach, they should listen to what the surgeon does mostly or what the surgeon recommends mm-hmm. and not try to push them in a direction that the surgeon is not comfortable with. 
Yeah, one of the problems. Or less comfortable. Absolutely. One of the problems we've seen with the anterior approach is that it has become a marketing tool for surgeons. And so surgeons will, will use that to bring patients into their practice and start saying, I do the anterior approach. Please come get your hip done with me. The problem being is they may have a very low number of hips in their experience there. It's got a significant learning curve, probably around a hundred hip replacements before you really are competent with the approach. And so patients may not know that their surgeon has has had very little experience on the approach yet says that they do the approach and the surgeon may say that they prefer that. So I think it's wise for patients to always ask their surgeon, what's your experience with this approach? Why are you saying that I need this approach? Uh, you know, and, and be educated on that. What's nice in your practice or your group practice is that you have surgeons doing both. Absolutely. And have you had a patient request a posterior approach that you've then referred to your colleague or vice versa? Absolutely. I mean, I think that, um, and I'll have patients come to me that request an anterior approach and I tell them I don't think they're a good candidate for it for X, Y, or Z reasons. And, uh, you know, if they're not comfortable with that, they can find someone else who may be comfortable to do that approach. But, you know, uh, we have, uh, we offer all approaches here at our practice. I think we all have very, very good success with our hip patients regardless of approach. And uh, again, I think it boils down to surgeon comfort um, and patient's comfort with their surgeon. On a redo prosthetic, so mm-hmm. patients will come back and they'll need a new hip after a number of years. Absolutely. Either approach or one in particular? I think the posterior approach is generally the workhorse for us when it comes to going for revision surgery. There are certain cases when I will do revision surgery through an anterior approach, but that uh, really is uh, somewhat select. Most of the time we're using the posterior approach, again, because of the nature of it being a more extensile approach that gives us better visualization of both the pelvis and the femur. TheScopeRadio.com is University of Utah Health Sciences Radio. If you like what you heard, be sure to get our latest content by following us on Facebook. Just click on the Facebook icon at TheScopeRadio.com.